How's it going, San Diego First Church family? This is Pastor Matt Wilson with you, and it's really good to be with you at the beginning of this Holy Week. We uh, <clears throat> had on Sunday our uh, Palm Service celebration, and uh, the lectionary passage that comes from this week um, that we're looking to connect uh, what was preached on Sunday, which is a sermon I gave uh, from Matthew 21 verses 1 through 11, with Isaiah chapter 50, 4 through 9. And uh, as we usually have Pastor D uh, with us in, in this moment, uh, at this time, D is actually hiking somewhere. I'm not entirely sure where, but he is on a hike. And so um, I apologize ahead of time, but you only have me this morning um, with you. I'd love to read uh, the passages that we are going to have for uh, our discussion from Isaiah chapter 50, starting in verse 4 and going to verse 9. This is from the NRSV. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with a word. Morning by morning, he wakens, wakens my ear. To listen as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord gave, the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare, who will declare me guilty. All of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. The word of the Lord. So, uh, I'll be frank with you. Um, this passage in Isaiah chapter 50, I don't think has many connecting points uh, to the passage of um, Christ's entry into Jerusalem on the, uh, the week of Passover. Um, I, I, I see a few of the connections, not with this passage, but with the passage that follows in, uh, in the next verses that follow in uh, Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 through 17. Um, and it's there that Jesus goes into the temple, um, boots out all of those that have set up money exchanging tables and have started to uh, rip off those who have come to the temple to uh, to have sacrifice, to commune with God. And uh, Jesus kicks out those who have, have commodified the worship of God. Uh, and then he starts healing. And uh, as I mentioned in the sermon, I think the more controversial aspect of the passage is in the uh, not in Christ's anger. I think that actually is very understandable that Christ would be angry at such a thing. But that the controversial part to the reader would have been Jesus's healing of the 
those who are blind, the people who are blind and the, the people who are lame in the midst of the temple. Uh, and his confrontation with the high priests there at the temple, um, certainly they were angry. Um, and you have this passage also in Isaiah um, re- connecting to um, Jesus' own um, execution narrative in which he's put on trial, he's beaten, he's spit on, um, and uh, as a part of his way to being crucified, he is uh, has thorns on his head and, and he is taken up to Golgotha and, and executed. And um, I, I find there to be this interesting aspect of, of Christ's uh, resistance to violence uh, that echoes here in the passage. Um, Isaiah here is it's, it's coming at a time where um, the people of Israel are in the middle of their exile. And they um, might have undergone some some type of violence by the by the Babylonians. Uh, and then they ultimately are at a resolve um, to resist the the violence and the persecution and the confrontation that um, would have been coming with their resistance to buying into all that is being Babylonian. Because Isaiah here is trying to encourage the people of Israel to uh, to resist the 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 mocking comments and the insults and the the, the lit, very literal physical pain they might have un- endured. And it's clear that the gospel writers, or at least I should say the, uh, yeah, the gospel writers are picking up this idea um, in Isaiah, that of a servant who is suffering on behalf of the people of Israel, that they might have hope, that they might have some idea of reconciliation, of of resistance uh, in and amongst a, a very unfaithful environment. And I think that uh, it connects to not just the passion narrative of, or the entry narrative of Jesus coming into the temple and res- and coming as an alternative political authority, but is also coming into Jerusalem as one who is showing the way of God. And that that has come through um, a commitment to, to nonviolence. I also find that this passage is really fascinating in the Jesus has always been a teacher. Jesus is called rabbi through many of the uh, gospel narratives. And here in Isaiah, uh, the very beginning, it talks of the speaker, Isaiah, the prophet, having the tongue of a teacher and that he knows how to speak and sustain people with just a word. Um, but that teaching only comes through listening he says that he's a teacher and that god's given this talent this ability to sustain people with a word but that that morning by morning he wakens and wakens my ear to listen as those who are taught that he himself is listening and being taught and I, I find that as a challenge to myself in, in thinking of myself as a teacher or a preacher. Um, I, I can't just go on talking. I have to listen. I have to pay attention to the ways that 
God is working in the world. If I am to be a teacher who is sustaining myself and others, teaching what God desires for the the people of God um, to know, to be instructed, to be shaped and formed. And so I think there's this really interesting element of that is connected to the resistance that Christ is embodying and that this Isaiah passage is embodying a resistance to evil and a resistance to um, those who would violently try to shut Jesus up (laughs) and a way of listening in the world, of paying attention to where God is moving. And that ultimately Christ's resistance uh, is ends up with him being crucified. And yet he is affirmed in his resistance to evil, affirmed in his resistance to um, capitulating to other authorities and remaining faithful to Jesus by his resurrection. And that Christ's faith in God enables his defeating of death. And that way we too can enjoy new life. And that we also can join with Christ's resistance. Resisting political authorities, resisting those who would seek to marginalize others, resisting all sorts of evil, all sorts of ways of of taking down what Christ has intended, what God has intended for us. And so I hope that you find this as a word of encouragement, that it's in Christ's demonstration, the embodiment of who he is, um, resisting evil and facing the, the torment and the, the violence and the frustration of others who would seek evil and harm, um, that it's Christ who vindicates and we are invited into that life. I look forward to being with you all this Good Friday. Services at 7 p.m. in the Brown Chapel, and I, I look forward to worshiping you then. Grace and peace today.